everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Josh, except I'm not. Wait, you don't. Wait. You sound kind of like Josh. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard that before, but who are you, people? I'm yeah, this scary. is a podcast. It's an audio medium, but I, I think you look a little like him too. Oh man, some people thought we were twins growing up. Biggest <laughs> insult ever. <laughs> I feel like people always say that about brothers, though, because people say that about me and uh, and my brother Drew, even though his hair color is different than mine. <laughs> so it's like, uh, oh, okay, whatever. But anyway, this is Jeremy. Yeah, Josh's number one fan, right? Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I think my Discord name is Josh is fat. I changed last second, so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're, we're uh, vamping a little bit here just because, yeah, this game was not great. This was not a fun game to watch. Yeah, no, I did not have fun. I, I mean, we won. There's that. Did, did we? Did we, though? Like, <laughs> we got the dub on paper, but, like, morally, it's just like... <laughs> Can we count this as a victory? No. Like, yeah, is, there, is there such a thing as a moral loss when you yeah. actually win? It's like They say there's no such thing as a moral victory, but is there a moral... A moral loss. Yeah. Tech pulls away, like we said on paper, at least. Uh, they win by a final score of 21 to 17 over the UTEP Miners, a team that's still above 500, even after we beat them. So, I yeah, mean, hey, UTEP is a good team, bad. right? We talked about how good they were the other day on our preview episode, right? That's, I didn't predict us to win by like 40 points. No, that wasn't me. Nathan, delete yeah. that episode, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go hack into the internet real quick and take it down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're taking on USM next week, so uh, hopefully they are a good team, just because I enjoy seeing the Eagles lose. But let's go ahead and talk about this game, because even though we're kind of doom and gloom right now, Tech started this one off pretty easily. 10-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. Yeah, I mean, every everything looked good. Everything looked like I was expecting on that first drive. I mean, you know, Henderson was running the ball well. Luke Anthony was passing the ball pretty well. Uh, I think he started the game like 6-for-7, and yeah, then... One- when Tucker finished it off. Way. Yeah, yeah. Tuck, Tucker finished it off with a 15-yard touchdown. So I mean, four four uh, minutes into the game, we're winning seven nothing. That's about all you can ask for, right? Yeah, I mean that's like the tech special though. Like gives you hope <laughs> right in the beginning, thinking like everything's fine, but it's not. It's weird. It's like going back to the basics because this year had been a tech starts off slow and then gets back into it. I guess BYU was getting back to the basics too, but this is the normal tech we know and usually love where they jump on the board early and then uh, then they struggle after the other team figures out the one thing we can do in the game that works BYU it was work against the blitz here it was I guess just block anybody was really that was our our secret weakness was that you yo we can't block yeah I mean I I think they said at the beginning of the game we're missing our two starting tackles not sure why if that's COVID stuff or injuries. Um, I hadn't heard anything before the game about that, about Donovan Campbell and, uh, uh, gosh, I shouldn't have said the one's name if I can't remember the other's name. But And the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Other uh, I would say Willie Allen, but he's he's just skipping the whole season. So, But, but anyway, I mean, my God, dude, our offensive line was real bad. I mean. Probably the I, worst I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but, man. We could not run the ball. We could not pass the ball. We couldn't even – there were times when we were trying to set up screen passes and we didn't even have enough time to do that because <laughs> our offensive line was just – I don't even know what happened. I mean, trying to 
trying to watch them and see how fast the guys were getting through against them was just mind-boggling. I don't know what was happening. It was bad. Like, consistently you would see two linemen look at each other as someone ran between them. <laughs> thinking theirs was a blocked other person. It's just <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Uh, the amount of times like the running back was supposed to pick up a blocker and it's like, okay, uh, I don't think Henderson can block all three of the people that just got yeah. through. So uh, good <laughs> no, luck, buddy. Also, he was supposed to peel out for a screen pass and now he's in charge of blocking the entire defense. So uh, not a great plan here. But I mean, back to that first drive, we scored really easily, right? So that was good. Yeah. I mean, this was supposed to be a high scoring game and for Tech to score first on their opening drive. Kind of made it look like it would be. And then even UTEP goes down the field. They have a third and 13 from their own 31-yard line and throw a deep ball down the field that gets caught for a touchdown, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. But but wait a second. There's a flag <laughs> on the play, and the, the announcers that I think are in a studio somewhere don't realize it until well after the fact. Delay of game. The clock, the play clock had hit zero, and the snap never officially happened. Yeah, that's, that's the bonus of these, uh, like, electronic whistles is that they let that entire play happen and then you know five to ten seconds went by before we realized oh wait that doesn't count yeah i really wonder if the secondary had heard the whistle by the end of it because it it, it was blown so some players That's may have heard it and others good, may not a good have. excuse for them yeah I'll, t- I'll take it at this point take any excuse for this team i can get right now yeah that that would be one of the first of utep's um let's say problems in the penalty department <laughs> that they had. I mean, that, that delay of game obviously took a potential touchdown off the board. Like you said, we don't know if that would have counted or, or if that, if the, maybe the play wouldn't have gone that way if the whistles weren't blown, but man, this game officiating wise was less than ideal. Let's say for now. Yeah. Because on this next drive that tech has, we have early on a screen to smoke Harris on a second and four that loses four yards and, Possible helmet to helmet, definitely. possible targeting. To helmet, depend. Helmet. I mean, definitely in retrospect, knowing what else get call, gets called for that in this game, but it was not called I mean, there. I mean, look at that point. I thought it was borderline targeting, but I was like, all right, if they're going to let him play, let him play, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, my opinion on that issue would be changed very quickly. So, <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to that infuriating thing, let's do one more infuriating thing. Tech drives to UTEP's 47-yard line where they face a fourth and three, and they punt. Mm. And UTEP returns the ball. Justin Garrett gets it back to the UTEP 32-yard line. So a net difference of, was that, 15 yards? Yeah, great. Cool. Cool, cool decision there, Skip. Don't punt from opponent territory. I mean, on fourth and three, too, when you're you're up seven to zero at that point, and your defense came up with a stop the time. You know, I I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. It's early game. You can gamble a little. Yeah, I would go much stronger than I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I really really hate. I I at least understand it on like fourth and seven or fourth and nine from that side of the field right, where Tech has punted in the past. I, I that would be oh, yeah. a I don't like it. But yeah, fourth, fourth and, and nine. I mean, I'm okay with fourth and nine punting there, but on the 47, I, I, I still yeah. disagree. I still disagree with punting there, but I yeah, understand but it's it. Skip though. I mean, you know, yeah, he's no, I, punt. that's what I'm saying. I say he's I don't punt like fourth it. Fourth inches from the 47. Yeah, I mean, also the things that come. Our special teams is just so bad. Like, maybe give them a break and just go for it. Yeah, seriously, that may be like. So this was a 33 yard punt, which means that our coverage team should have been able to be 
on top of the guy. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it was this one specifically, but at one point it looked like our coverage team thought that he called for a fair catch because oh, a really? bunch of guys just didn't go for him. It may not have been this one, but I remember that happening at one point. A bunch of our guys were looking at the refs like, wait, what? When he returned at like 20 yards. So anyway, 33-yard punt. He ends up getting 18 yards somehow on it. So like you said, it's a 15-yard gain, and that's just like, that is absolutely not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. Yeah, I, You don't know that going in. You don't know how well they're going to return it. But like odds but, are yeah. you're not going to gain that much on mm-hmm. a punt, especially when the – the alternative is possibly making a first down and being able to put points up on the board. And it was still early. We didn't realize how low scoring the game would be at that point, but points really mattered in this one. It was a close one. Uh, UTEP yeah. thought the same thing when they got the ball next. They drove down to Tech's 14-yard line, had a fourth and one, and they decided to go for it, which I applaud, even though they're the, the bad team. But yeah, what they, they do on that 14-yard line, yeah, so... What they decided to do... Yeah, that, that to me is a little more iffy whether yeah. you go for it or, or kick the field goal. But what they decide to do is throw a wide receiver screen out to the, the near side of the field where Walker Don Jr. isn't able to get to the ball, falls right at his feet. He's not able to – I thought he caught it at first, which would have been kind of funny to have a negative one-yard pass on fourth and one. <laughs> but instead, it was just incomplete. Yeah, because he – I mean, he had a little bit of running room. We had two guys out there that if they made a perfect tackle, it wouldn't have – we may have stopped him. But it's it's so hard to stop like a – a receiver that's got space to work with mm-hmm. from picking up one yard. So Gavin Hardison did that a couple times in the game, just had an open man and just kind of skipped the ball in there. So yeah, tech, you know, came up with the stop at fourth and one on the 14 yard line. So shout out defense. Yeah. But that meant that we had to take the ball over at the 14 yard line in our own territory. And this is really where we saw the issues with the offensive line really start to come to a head. Three plays later on third and seven, Tex Luke Anthony drops back and is almost safetyed. He barely gets back outside of the goal line. That was just a bad play by him. I mean, I, I don't know that I'd even blame the offensive line. He kind of flushed himself out of the pocket backwards and then didn't throw it away when he had a chance. I mean, it was third and seven, so he's trying to make a play, but ended up losing 15 yards uh, on third and seven from the 17. And uh, yeah, that you force Barnes to punt from his own end zone, which is never good. And he did yeah. get 46 yards on the punt, but still. Where are we That's saying, Jeremy? Going on. Oh, I was about to say, like, I'm trying to think. So I missed the second quarter of that. So what happened to Anthony getting benched for Allen, though? Was that part of it? No, so that, was... that happens in the third quarter, I believe. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Um, it seemed because... like a scripted thing again because they put Anthony back in, though. So Yeah, they kept, like, going back and forth, but geez. Yeah, not, I, not good QB play. I don't even think, like in this game, what is a quarterback supposed to do, right? I mean, we haven't really gotten to the offensive line issues like specifically yet, but goddamn, dude, like I would not want to be the quarterback <laughs> for Tech tonight. Like that is for sure. They just didn't have any time to do anything. Or a running back, to be honest. I mean, nothing nothing was working, and I don't know how we won this game, to be real honest with you. Because we were playing UTEP. Yeah. Yeah, fair. And that same minor team, because of the easy field position, because of the whole sack thing, uh, drive down the field five plays later, 33-yard pass from Garvin Hardison to Devon Cooper for the touchdown to tie it up. After that, Tech punts again. UTEP punts. Tech finally puts a drive together to score a touchdown, and then the half is over pretty quickly after UTEP gets the ball back. So halftime, 14-7 to is the score going into the locker room. Uh, th- that tech touchdown right before the half kind of gave me a little confidence 
we had some really good rushing plays on there. We had some decent passing plays. Not yeah. everything worked, but we look like maybe we're getting momentum and figuring things yeah, out. Yeah, Henderson Henderson on that touchdown run finally kind of looked like Henderson from last year where he you know, he bounced it outside, kind of stiff-armed a guy down and then just had a wide open lane whereas every other run he's had this season kind of feels like I'm just going to go pick up 3 to 4 yards and then fall down, you know? Like he he hasn't looked like his normal elusive like breaking tackles self, right? Yeah, we saw this dude pulling what trucks in the off season, <laughs> and so we were expecting a, a lot more. But yeah, he's been coming out the season very flat, kind of slow. Yeah, and I even said in our chat, I thought Tucker was just—he just looks like a better back to me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's got a lot of burst coming through the line of scrimmage when he gets the ball, and Henderson just looks—he looks hesitant, right, when he's going to the line. And last year we didn't really see that too much. He kind of yeah. hit the holes with Fury last year, and, and this year he's—you know—he's. Not necessarily bad, but just like not not as decisive, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like conditioning thing or lack of practice or what that can contribute. Yeah, I, I imagine lack of practice can't really help. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks to me like it's a trying to get by based on strength alone. It doesn't matter if I get stopped because I'll keep pushing, but really that that doesn't work. <laughs> Defensive yeah. linemen are very large people, <laughs> especially when your offensive line isn't helping you much. But speaking speaking of that, I mean. Nathan, you said we you felt confident at halftime that we were picking up some momentum. Well, got bad news for you. The first three offensive drives of the second half, three plays, negative six yards, three plays, one yard, three plays, negative one yards. So Well well let me counter let me counter that with this. Here are UTEP's first three drives <laughs> of the second of the second half. We have three plays, two yards, and a punt. We have actually okay, I'm sorry. There's oh, yeah. one good drive here. Eight plays, thirty-three yards, and a field goal. Then uh, three plays, zero yards, and a punt. And even the yeah. next one is five plays, 10 yards. If I go four, if I do some extra credit right now, this is an <laughs> awful third quarter. <laughs> yeah, the third quarter was not fun for anybody unfortunate enough to be watching this game. But on the next tech drive, they convert a third and one, and then the fourth quarter starts, and so maybe we can score points again. Aaron Allen's now in at quarterback, which is uh, what Jeremy was alluding to earlier. Maybe just... The offense had been terrible in the second half. It's not Luke Anthony's fault. It's the offensive line's fault, but don't tell me I, I said that. They're very <laughs> large. I, <laughs> I think it was scripted, honestly. I, yeah. It seems like that to me because if if Luke had not come back into the game, which, I mean, look, Aaron Allen leads a touchdown drive, and then the next guy who trots out a quarterback is – well, it was still Aaron Allen, and then we punted, I guess. So never mind, but – then you put Luke Anthony back in, and it's like, I mean, Luke Anthony hasn't done anything at all since the second quarter, and Aaron Allen just led us on a touchdown drive like four minutes ago. So I don't know. Maybe leave that guy in. But I'm not Skip. I just make funny tweets about the team. <laughs> that's my role in our relationship here. I mean, I guess you're saying they're funny, so that's... <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, but you know what's not funny is Tech was up 21-10 to 10 after that touchdown drive, and... You know, yeah. it's the fourth quarter. No points have been scored in a long time. Maybe we have this in Mike, hand. Mike Golick's all like, yeah, this this puts it out of reach for UTEP. They haven't scored in, you know, a really long time. And oh, then, of I'll, course. How foolish. Fucking Mike Golick. <laughs> Even I, beyond that, I mean, this is there's 11 minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They need two scores. They haven't done much yet, but come on. it's They it's did more than Tech offensively, though. So, yeah, it's kind of. If UTEP had taken the lead at any point, I have no confidence that we would have been able to take the lead back. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. 
UTEP doesn't get the lead with his play, but on the kickoff, uh, Duran Lowe returns the ball 100 yards, the length of a football field, oddly oh enough, God. for a touchdown. <laughs> awful. Just, okay. I mean, awful kickoff coverage. Also, hor- horrifying block in the back missed by the refs, but that wouldn't be the last time they missed one of those. Um, that was, and the one later was worse. So, anyway, uh, I mean, even with the block in the back, though, Tech just didn't even touch the guy. I mean, there was no, nobody had the right angle, nobody had the right lane. It was just like, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing out there? Just so bad on special teams. Like, do you even have a special teams coach specifically? I, I think so. I, we do. I, I can't tell you his name, but I know we at least have a position. It's a recurring problem, though. I mean, so I don't yeah. know if it's a skip thing or just, you know, just not having the right personnel. And Nathan, you pointed out at one point earlier. I, I believe yeah. it was Skip that said it. It may have been on the Blue Tech Blue radio show. I, it's, it's hard to keep everything straight sometimes. But look at our defense. Look how many true freshmen we have out there playing defense. And defense is a place where you know you're one spot and you do you do your job kind of thing. Granted, Tech's defense has had some issues at times, but again, there's a lot of freshmen. But when you get to special teams, you don't put your starters out there, usually. You put your second, third, fourth string guys out there, yeah. the ones that, that can play and get some playing time. Uh, sometimes you put your third string quarterback out there if you're the Saints. Uh, that kind of <laughs> stuff to to try because you just need warm bodies, really, when it comes to special teams. But, but what that happens is when you have such a youthful team is the people that are going out there aren't wouldn't be seeing the field in a normal year, even on special teams. The ones on defense would be seeing the field in in special teams. Like Grubbs would be out there, but he'd be out there covering kickoffs, not playing starting linebacker. So it's parents yeah. that we have special teams players on defense now. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's it's next man up where you shift from special teams to starting defense, and you don't want to wear those guys out by having them out there on special teams, especially with how many injuries happen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right, Nathan. It's just... It's, it's just frustrating because it seems like if you're good enough to be on a FBS team, you should be able to like stay in your lane and maybe make a tackle. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's also been an issue with skip since I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whoo, yikes. But, um, yeah, but, but here's the thing though. Tech had just scored a long touchdown drive, 13 plays, 60 yards. And granted UTEP answered with a kickoff return. But Tech's offense is back on the field. doesn't really matter about special teams after the kickoff goes in the end zone for a touchback. So who cares? Uh, the offense is, is found its groove, right? Uh, here's how that drive went. Three plays, one yard. <laughs> oh, boy. Pick a uh, Barnes punt for 38 yeah, yeah. yards down at the UTEP 36. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, so now, now you're thinking UTEP's taking the momentum back, right? So Tech puts to them and uh, six plays, seven yards. <laughs> Big big sack by Milton Williams um, for a, a loss of eight on on that play uh, really blew up the drive and then uh, you know Tech gets the ball back we're into the fourth quarter here now um, eight minutes left so and you think that okay last play was last drive was three plays zero yards they they have to be better than that this time right like yeah three well, plays be one yard could be worse like it could be worse they, they got one yard Nathan, oh excuse me okay drive. how how dare you yeah how dare I forget that one yard. Well, they doubled it this time. Three plays, two yards. Oh, man. And then uh, I, I tweeted that this was – I was going to say it was one of the worst calls I'd ever seen, but then I remembered while I was tweeting that about the fucking non-call in the Saints uh, <laughs> NFC Championship game. So I, I amended oh, that to – me a river. Hey, hey, hey. So I amended that to 
one of the worst calls I'd ever seen in a tech game. Then I remembered the Hawaii game where they literally forgot how many freaking downs, <laughs> many downs are in the game. Uh, but I still tweeted it anyway because I was like, well, I can't add another qualifier to this. <laughs> so, um, a non-ball anyway. game. So, so what happened, Nathan? What, take me through this punt from Jacob Barnes. So Jacob Barnes punts the ball 40 yards. Justin Garrett calls a fair catch at the 36-yard line. Okay. Did he even call a fair catch? It, it says that in ESPN, but I'm not sure if he did or not. Uh, I think I saw his hand move. But okay, all right. Yeah, I, I will take the word for it because the camera is usually not on yeah. the returner. And granted, we saw several replays of this because of what happens next. But there are things that happened before and during and, and whatever. Tex, uh, I don't know which defensive player it was. It was Taj McGee, who's a like right. seventh string wide receiver at this point. <laughs> no offense to Mr. McGee intended, but that's who we've got playing on special teams, just to your earlier point, Nathan. Yeah, and he's about to tackle. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, he is going downfield to try to cover, gets blocked into the catch, blocked into J- Justin Garrett, who's catching the ball. So basically, as the play unfolds, Justin Garrett goes to catch the ball. A, a UTEP player and a Tech player run into him. Both of them make contact with him. It bounces off of off of Justin Garrett and rolls back to like the Tech or the UTEP ten yard line, and Tech recovers. Yeah, it gets but the flag. Yeah, but oh yeah, I got kicked by a by a Tech player at like the twenty five yard line or something like that, mm-hmm. or I guess the thirty five yard line. But anyway, the flag comes in pretty much immediately, so I'm like, they're gonna call catch or kick catch interference on this. And, you know, at live speed, it looked to me like the UTEP player was the one who ran into his own guy Um, on the, you know, 15 replays we watched. Both guys made contact with him. But let's just say that Taj McGee was he was not only blocked into him, which is not a penalty. Right. If somebody pushes you into the catch or the, the person trying to make the catch, it's not kick catch interference. He was also blocked in the back. The guy was pushing him on the back into his own teammate catching the ball. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're up by four at this point with um, looks like about seven minutes left in the game. And it's like, man, would have been real nice to have that ball at the 10 yard line, ref. Yeah, right. Like, Russell's got a good sent for the blind, don't we? We send the refs there. So instead of us having the ball at the 10 yard line, UTEP gets a 15 yard penalty from the 36 putting them basically at midfield with the ball down four. So I thought for sure they were going to come take the lead on that drive and we were never going to see it again. <sighs> Man, these refs were awful. At one point earlier in the game, we forgot I forgot to mention, there was an offside penalty on like a first and 10, and they marked off four yards. And so then it became second and – the ESPN broadcast said second and five, but if you go back and look at it, we had six yards to gain, and then uh, Smoke Harris gained five yards on the next play, so then it was third and one. So it was just like they, they couldn't even count to five when they were wa- stepping off the penalty. So, I mean, these refs – and if you look at the box score, UTEP had, what, 128? Yeah, 12 penalties yeah. for 128 yards. We had three for 35. So here I am complaining about the refs in a game where we got quadrupled in the penalty department, but they just didn't know what they were doing out there, you know? Kind of like us on offense. Yeah, but for right now, UTIP has the ball. And, I mean, I guess the momentum. And they only need four points to take the lead. They quickly get hit with a personal foul penalty on... Uh, I forget what that was, actually. I think that was probably a chop block or whatever. Uh, get driven back to the 36-yard line. 
where after an incomplete pass on second and 25, Gavin Hardison kind of forces the ball into coverage and Cedric Woods comes up with the interception. And they, I think Evan and I both tried to tweet at the same time, ball don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was going to be a little bit more uh, aggressive, let's say. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looked like it was bound to happen. UTEP was going deep all night, but not getting a whole lot of like breakaway coverage or anything like that. Yeah, and that was really good to see Cedric Woods finally. I mean, he had made a really, really good play earlier in the game. Um, yeah, that pass breakup on a deep pass, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it was nice to see him like actually break through and get a pick because he's played well, you know, in a secondary that's had a lot of problems. Like, he's a true freshman that wasn't really expected to play this season when he was recruited and everything. And just through sheer circumstance and. You know, he, he played well in camp. He's out there starting. So good to see him get his the first pick of his career for sure. And it couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, and so Tech takes over. And uh, guess what? This drive goes for three plays and negative five yards. Well, actually, three plays and two yards because they do make some of it back on third down. Jacob Barnes comes out to punt, a 42-yard punt. Jacob Barnes actually had some pretty decent punts in this one compared to the past few weeks. Uh, but UTEP goes so hard after trying to block the punt that they rough the kicker. 15-yard penalty, automatic first down, Louisiana Tech. Yep. Yep. And now it's like, all right, we just need a couple first downs, and uh, and we'll be all right, you know? Burn the clock yeah. out, please. Yeah. They almost, they almost get it all the way down. By the time that they are finally forced into a third and 11 and get stopped for a no-gain run by Israel Tucker, it's 32 seconds left when they punt the ball away. So UTEP has no timeouts now because they called their last one with two minutes left. Yeah, I, I just want to mention too, I mean, this this is a game with a lot of problems, but on like first and 10, I think, after we pick up a first down, Luke Anthony snaps the ball with 12 seconds on the uh, on the old game clock or on the play clock. There's the there's mm-hmm. term for it. I was going to say shot clock. That's the wrong sport. <laughs> Luke Anthony snaps the ball. 12 seconds left on the play clock, and I'm just, like, going insane because I'm like, there's two minutes left in the game. We need one first down, and we'll win as long as we actually use the time we're taking here. UTEP's out of timeouts, or maybe they had one left, but, like, oh, my gosh, dude, we have to punt the ball back with 32 seconds left. It could have been 20 seconds if you just yeah. ran the clock down. And then, Nathan, you mentioned how they recovered too soon. Yeah. They could burn some all, seconds off. Yeah, on that Jacob Barnes punt, like a lot of his, he gets it kind of away from the returner in a position where it just kind of bounces down the field. And so what happens is it bounces and the defense trying to keep it from bouncing back uh, towards midfield or whatever. They immediately jump on the ball, but I mean, you're at the 11 yard line. Who cares if they get it to the 15, just run yeah, five exactly. seconds off the clock. And the, the punt took 10 seconds. It could have easily been bouncing around for another 10 seconds, maybe before finally blown dead yeah. in the end. It doesn't matter, but really those kinds of things are important. And again, that's a special teams play. So I guess you can throw the, whoever the special teams coach is under the bus again. But yeah, that's a coachy thing. You're supposed to tell them, you know. Yeah, right before that punt. Or whatever. Yeah, like, hey. Say, hey, if they don't catch the punt, just let it roll until the refs blow the whistle. I don't care if it goes in the end zone. Who cares? Just let it roll. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and UTEP tries a couple hook and ladder plays that kind of are weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, that... They could use some more coaching on that front. Oh, they may okay. have used our special teams coach for those. The, the, refs, <laughs> plays. the refs had one last uh, one last mess up there on 
So they they ran the hook and ladder, which was weird because there were like 25 seconds left when they got the ball. They they ran the hook and ladder, and it didn't work at all, but they had time to spike it. But their their offense was not set. They had like three guys still moving. One guy was moving towards the line of scrimmage when he snapped it. No no flag. And so they got to run another play, and I was like, if UTEP – Could you imagine if they had scored? And for a second, for a – for a second on the second hook and ladder, I thought that he broke through and there was going to be no one left behind. Because oh, yeah. He, he the like, camera hadn't panned over yet. Yeah, he like fake threw the ball back and two tech guys played that instead of tackling him. And like, man, like you said, the camera hadn't panned yet. And I was like, if he goes 65 yards from this point <laughs> and fucking scores, like with the, and I'm like, we had to have like six dudes back there, right? <laughs> but playing prevent but like for a second i was like this is how this game is gonna end and we're gonna be laughing stock again yeah and then a big boy catches it on utep and then gets yeah second big boy utep catch of the game shout out uh oh my god (laughs) that 63 truck (laughs) on our defense when he caught that that's a big dude running at you. Jeez. With UTEP using offensive linemen as receivers, it looks like maybe we should start using receivers as offensive linemen. Yeah. Because, uh, hey, our offensive linemen sometimes, or our, our receivers block pretty well out on the perimeter. So, oh my God. All right, Nathan, what, what do we do next? Yeah. Next up, we say, did Tech go and did Tech die? And usually those answers seem pretty clear cut, but I'm kind of curious. Evan, what do you think? Did Tech go, did Tech die? Dude, I have no idea. I mean, we had 210 yards of offense, okay? And I was trying to find, before we started recording, I was trying to find the last time we won a game. We're going to have to put that out in the ether for LaTeX Report slash LaTeX Sports Report. If y'all can find the last time we won a game with less than 210 yards, we'll give you Tweet of the Week next week. (laughs) But (laughs) I I looked back through, like, 2010, and I did not find – I thought the Utah State game from 2011 was going to be it because our starting quarterback had like 65 yards passing. Our running back had like 50 yards rushing, but we ended up with like 260 yards total in that game somehow. So we definitely didn't go, right? I mean, there's no, no, we didn't go. I I guess we didn't die. We won. Some of Tech's student section might die, but that's, uh, please wear your fucking masks if you're going to go to the game, but uh, I mean, just just an absolute embarrassment to look at the student section several times throughout the game and have maybe one or two of the 50 people standing right next to each other. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man. Anyway, we did not go, and I guess we didn't die. So that's my answer. A rare occurrence, but kind of like grambling last year, I guess. Yeah, Jeremy, how do you feel about this game? Uh, have y'all seen Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> like this is what that was like we were dead we were dead <laughs> and somehow we threw a corpse like across the uh the goal line against <laughs> that's pretty much what we did probably the worst win i've seen since i've started watching tech football sloppiest o-line play ever i mean geez luke anthony had 85 yards aaron Allen had 34 yards like how and we came out with the, the win like yeah it's like against all odds like we had 2.2 yards per carry. Like, what are we doing out there? Like, we snatched, like, what's that saying? Like, we snatched victory from the jaws of defeat, but, like, just barely. So Yeah, I, I mean, know. and we led the whole game. I, I don't know. It's not, like, I don't know. With everything going on, I would think that as the games go on, especially after playing BYU, we would kind of settle into our groove a little. But yeah, 
we're, we're taking steps backwards now. Yeah, I, I do want to bring up one thing. I went back and found the last time Tech had fewer than 210 total yards in offense. Ooh, ooh, Evan, guess the year when this happened. Wait, like any game or in a win? In, okay, that's fair. That's in a game. Let me let me go back a little further then, I guess. Okay, yeah, guess that one. And now people say 20, whatever the year we lost, 45 to 3. No. Wow. Further back than that. Jeez. Jeremy, do you have a guess? It's got like an early 2000s era. Like, nope, this decade. Well, I guess it's 2020 now. But Wow, we had 238 yards of offense in that game where we lost 45 to 3. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so the opponent was UTSA. Really? We lost 30 to 10. We lost, so 2013. Yeah, the have last no game. Recollection of that. The Thanksgiving game. Oh man, I was still in high school. Tech passed for 151 yards. On 37 passes. 37 passes? Rushed for 42 yards on 20 runs. (laughs) 2.1 yards per carry. Um, And I'll keep looking back to find the last time we won with that many. Well, I no, never mind. I guess Kenneth Dixon was hurt. That's possible. Uh, But did Tech go? Did Tech die? Tech didn't even go. To me, Tech didn't die. They won, I guess, technically. (laughs) The final score says it, so it has to be true. But they never really showed up. They never did anything that made me feel like this team is here to play. They never did anything that made me think this team will have a shot against Marshall next week. Oh, they yeah. They'll prove me wrong. They've done yeah. it in the past. I mean, I mean, yeah, to be fair, we we lost to, or we barely beat Grambling last year. And then we rattled up. That was the first win of eight in a row. So, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, Marshall looks very, very good. And I think we're going to get murdered. But uh you know ask me again tomorrow night or monday night whenever we record and we'll see i guess i'll be i'll be ready to go we're beating marshall but yeah i we we did not go we we showed up for the first drive and then immediately left and never came back in the building yeah Um, i mean we we were there right like yeah participation trophy i don't even think we get that though Oh man! Like we get oh. that again for the first drive. That first drive, everything clicked, everything worked. But as soon as anything, as soon as they figured out what we were doing, and we said this last week with BYU, it stopped working, and we just didn't do anything to fix it. So we were on autopilot. I don't think we even showed up. Yeah. But uh, next, let's let's see if uh, we can be a little more positive. Uh, who gets your player of the game, Evan? Player of the game. Wow. Um, I don't even know, man. I mean, I guess. Israel Tucker had two touchdowns, but he only averaged 2.9 yards per carry. Uh, he picked smoke. He had one carry for 16 yards. <laughs> That's a good average. That was on fourth down, too. I mean, oh, man. Smoke had three receptions for negative two yards. Can't, can't give him player of the game. So I'm giving my I'm giving it to Adrian Hardy, who had, uh, you know, a, a pretty so-so night. I think he had four catches, you know, somewhere around 50 yards. But on third and 16... Uh, right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, we're at around midfield and, you know, we're definitely going to punt if we don't pick up the first down. We run a screen pass to Adrian Hardy and he somehow picked up 20 yards. So, you know, and that ended up being the difference in the game because that drive scored us the uh, the winning touchdown um, on that Israel Tucker run. So Adrian Hardy pretty much put the team on his back and kept that drive alive at the very beginning of the fourth quarter. So I'm giving player of the game to him. Yeah. Jeremy, who's your pick? Mm. So I want to say Cedric Woods because he came up big with that interception, but I think it's got to get a smoke Harris because he had that fourth and one conversion. Oh, man. That, that, I was, didn't, that was my pick. That's yeah, I did I not going. think he was going to get that. Dude, shit oh. me as hell. Yeah, that dude 
praise something is his last name i don't know praise praise of amawule uh was a beast all night and he had his arms outstretched towards smoke and it was like slow motion smoke just it like so close. i mean he's good and then i mean shout to the short kings the manlets like smoke harris is five <laughs> six and espn did a graphic of five six and under players in uh fbs <laughs> oh man and so he was one of the four listed on there i mean dude's good He's great. That carry for one, yeah. one carry for 16 yards was like crucial for us to keep him yep. things. And that was also oh on the touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. So yeah, it goes hand in hand with you. I mean, perfect. Nathan, who you got? I guess before I go, um, I went back to 1999 and did not find a win with fewer than 210. All right, Latex report, Latex Sports report. It's on you. And so during that time, I failed to find the player to pick. So now I'm just stalling. <laughs> While uh, I pull up the Woods. box score, you gotta go with Woods, man. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Woods. No, that that's a that's a great pick. Um, but what I'm going to do, just because I won't let you tell me what to do, is I will pick Jacob Barnes. Oh, uh, for punting, then, for punting and kicking. Ah, I mean, he hit, he, hit, he hit the three extra points. I mean, that's that's. Yeah, that's not. That's, it was a rough day for college. That's kickers. a seventh of our points. Oh, our, but I mean, his punting was better than it's been in the past. And a game that special teams was, I was going to say awful, but even that feels like an undersell. Barnes was able to boot it pretty well, 39.8 yards per punt, which is better than we've seen the last few years. Yeah. So do we just bring in Brady Farlow for whatever? Or Brady Farlow also had three punts on the night. And yeah, we have like uh, a punting controversy right now. Wait, did that actually happen? That's what the box score says. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I don't remember that at all, though. Yeah, I don't remember it either, but I'm not usually looking to see who's punting. But Holtz mentioned on Inside Tech Football this week that. He wanted to have an open tryout for punter this year, but <laughs> because of COVID things. Um, well, because Jacob Barnes Teddy should Allen be the fit joke that if if you showed up to the game, you might you might get a chance to be the punter, chance to walk on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like you're, you have a good point. It's like you want to keep your kicker fresh, not tires like that, just punting all yeah, time. Yeah, like, we did punt hurt. nine times, so I guess six plus three does equal nine. So I. I don't know. I don't remember him punting, but yeah, UTEP punted fewer times. The comparison is they punted six times, we punted nine times. And he still got the dub. Like, what is going on? This is madness. Yeah, this, well, again, uh, penalty yardage: twelve penalties for one hundred and twenty-eight yards for UTEP, and the two turnovers. Yeah, I, Barnes gets my pick only because I, I feel like something in the special teams needs a light shown on it. Cedric Woods did have a great game, though. And, and the defense played well. I mean, holding UTEP to 17 points, it's UTEP. But still, holding a team to 17 points is still pretty nice. So, yeah. Anything else we want to say about this game before we move forward? Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Can we just never talk about this game again? Okay, I found it. Found what? I found it. I found the last time Tech had fewer than 210 yards in a game and won. This has got to be like in the 60s or something. Oh, man. Well, I just tweeted out asking a lot Tech report and a lot Tech Delete report. it. Delete the tweet. Delete it quick. No one saw delete it. it. All right, all right, all right. Delete. All right, I deleted it. Okay. C USABBs already uh, already liked it, but they didn't. Who cares? Need it. All right, drum roll. <laughs> drum roll. Okay, I want you. I want you to guess the year. So uh, the media guide goes back to. I have uh, total yard status going back to 1977. Uh, 1985. That's a Can you give me the team it was against? It was against ULM. Oh well, that well. Huh. Does that help? <laughs> Let's see. I'll go. Would you say, Jeremy? 
1985. Are we going to do like Price is Right or? I'm going to say 88. I haven't got it on the nose. Whoa! November 19th, okay. 1988 at ULM. Tech won 23 to nothing. Wow. 71 plays for 113 yards. Ew. Meanwhile, ULM had 78 plays for 150 yards. 159 Wait, how many, yards. How many yards did we have? Tech, 113. 113 yards? Yep. We won that, Total? Like, out, like... 54 passing yards on 37 attempts. <sighs> 34 rushing yards on 59 attempts and three touchdowns. Is this back when they're doing like chess passes when they're throwing the ball? Yeah, is this like pocket <laughs> 1906? What are we doing? <laughs> is this what the spirit of 88 was talking about? How tech somehow? <laughs> oh shit, you're right. It all comes together. ULM ran the ball 44 times for negative 14 yards. <laughs> oh god, talk about not even what are you doing? <laughs> Bro, can you imagine me on that like that running back squad? Just looking at each other like, I someone help us. Uh, but yeah, so after finding out that interesting information, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back with hopefully some more interesting information as we preview Marshall. Yeah, as we try to talk ourselves into beating Marshall. Yeah, we will beat Marshall and we'll talk about it right after this. Hi, and welcome back. And uh, I guess we swapped one for our brother for the other, because now we got Josh with us. Howdy. Wait, say that again? Howdy. Are you sure you're not just Jeremy? I am both appalled and offended by this comment. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't on the last episode. Do you expect him to skip any future ones now that you've heard him to his core? <laughs> well, if he does decide to skip out on us, we can uh, count on Jeremy being back in 61 more episodes. So, <laughs> Look, all you got to do is get him a little bit tipsy and then he'll come on stuff on. <laughs> Sounds pretty easy, actually. But yeah. the reason why, Josh, you weren't on the show, partially, is because you went to the game. Sorry, I did. I How did. was it? Do you want Okay, do you want me to talk about the game or do you want to talk about everything else going around the game? Talk about well, what you want to talk about. <laughs> what was the experience like? I mean, just in general... Besides, I, I already went on a mask tangent, but I assume you're going there too. So go, go where you okay. want to go. So, you know, parking was great. You know, the contactless, you know, ticketing and stuff. Easy, easy enough. Once I called the ticket office, helped me with some things because I'm, I'm a big dumb. But uh, man, like I wore my mask and everything, you know, like a good responsible American citizen should. And the students just do not give a flying hoot about the mask. They just don't care. COVID isn't real to them. They, they don't care. And um, man, the way I've seen like stuff like mono and stuff spread around Tech's campus. Listen, <laughs> listen. Oh, man. It's going to be bad. And for the more painful thing, man, watching that game in person was a tough task. That was hard. Was it more exciting in person? I was more angry in person. I don't know if you were more angry than I was, but I, I don't know that I would say angry. I was Probably just not. like... I was exasperated exasperated that i was block someone please i'm not angry i'm just disappointed i mean for a lot of the calls and stuff like the punt return thing and that was right in front of my face and i was upset and i mean honestly utep didn't get a catch called they should have from my point of view Mm, yeah that was a close one i listen i don't know what they showed on the it was hard to tell i think it was a more of a we can't tell if his foot is barely touching the line and we called it not a catch on the field. Therefore, yeah, it, you know, but if they it, called it a catch, it, I think it definitely would have stood, but it, it was rough. It was rough to watch the O-line get mauled like that in person. It's like watching a, a live feeding at a shark tank almost. Whew. Speaking yeah. of uh, 
live feedings and shark tanks. Uh, the NFL is a place where people get eaten alive, right? <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I tried. Good try. I tried. Good try. Wow. Okay. Well, you, you, you miss all the shots you don't take or whatever, Wayne Gretzky said. Um, I mean, if you're a – you know what? Go ahead. Keep going. Anyway, Legereus Need is still injured, so I'll take the first player. And was just that by shark talking. attack or was that by something else? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> Next, uh, dog in the NFL to talk about Amik Robertson. He had a tackle today, his first one of the season, and I guess of his NFL career. So that's better. Low start, <laughs> Last, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, then yeah. Uh, Jeff Driscoll for the Broncos. Uh, they're not playing this week, are they, Evan? No. Uh, so COVID made its way to the NFL. They, were, they had a nice little two, two and a half, three weeks where it seemed like it didn't exist. And then... Last week you had a game canceled. This week you have games pushed back, and then uh, they had pushed back the Denver. They had they had pushed their game back to Monday night, and then ultimately, uh, or I think another player tested positive, so they they pushed it back to next week. And then yeah, another game. The Titans game is supposed to be happening on Tuesday right now, which will be weird, but. We'll see if that actually happens because they had more people test positive today too. So yeah, I was unaware the Titans were a Sun Belt team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Boys. some action. Ah, I miss action. Yeah. Next up, Boston Scott for the Eagles. One carry, three yards. All right, not not great. Three cookoff returns, forty-eight yards. That's better. Yeah. But Cognitive most importantly, better. most importantly, he was named the Tech Young Alumnus of the Year. An insult to everyone on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and man. I took that personally. Yeah, Dr. Geis will be hearing from me about this as he did other times this week. But let's not good, talk. good for Boston. He's uh he pretty much spearheaded a big fundraiser for Lake Charles and stuff. So oh, yeah, no him. doubt. I mean he does he, he legitimately very, deserves it. He he is a very good representative of our university and you know carries himself with class and pride and represents the university well. So I have absolutely no problem with that. And he does it as a member of the Eagles. Like, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> really sports fans here. You can just, like, curse people out and, like, you know, <laughs> throw batteries or something. But I guess he is on the team, not in the stands. True. True. He has the batteries thrown at him. Yeah. Xavier Woods next up for the Cowboys, another NFC East team. He had five tackles. And they're in a, in a goofy goal comment. winning. What was the comment? I didn't hear that. Oh, um, was that? It was from the other day. Oh, he right, said, right. He said that NFL players don't play 100% every single down. And <laughs> who is that guy, Josh? In the oh, God. Uh, Marcus Spears, I think. <laughs> he just like stared at the camera for like eight seconds after <laughs> they played the clip. And he was like, come on, man. Come on, It's like, man. bro, bro, we know this. Like, don't go telling our secrets to everybody. <laughs> Yeah, so that was funny, but pretty decent showing from him. Five tackles uh, there at the safety position. And then uh, Trent Taylor and the 49ers got absolutely destroyed by the Dolphins. I, I looked at that like box score uh, today yeah. and was just befuddled. I was like, I, it made oh. no sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, Garoppolo had a negative fantasy points, depending on how you're playing. Wow, yeah. Bit. He got pulled at halftime, right? So uh, the, the, the new – or. I guess both of these quarterbacks need to learn that they should throw to Trent Taylor as he had zero catches, but he did have one punt return for 17 yards. So there's that. Yep. Next up, Vernon Butler. He'll maybe going up on a Tuesday when yeah. he'll <laughs> play the Titans, hopefully. 
Yeah, and then after that, you got the Baltimore Twins, Jelly Bean and uh, Jalen Ferguson. Jalen Ferguson had six tackles, one tackle for loss, and uh, really, really showed up in a big defensive win for the Ravens. They uh, beat Cincinnati 27-3. to And then Jelly Bean did not record any stats, but uh, I'm not sure if he played or not. That rounds out the Bulldogs in the NFL portion here. Yeah, next up, we talk about probably the biggest game Tech has yet this year but yeah this is this is a huge matchup against a team that's looked very good and really tech's first test outside of byu which i, I was i mean I this could be this could was, be a conference championship preview right i i was so excited about this game coming into this season oh my god yeah i mean and it it legitimately could be i mean we'll talk about what we what our feelings are i think we're all going to be relatively pessimistic after watching our team the last two weeks but tech has done this in the in previous years where we've had a dud or a couple duds and then we show up in bigger games so we'll see but you know three and one bulldogs three and oh marshall marshall getting some love in the in the polls i think they're not ranked but they they probably should be honestly at this point but yeah, if you're going to rank another school in louisiana you might as well rank marshall yeah that being, and they beat a ranked opponent, too. The team yeah. they've beaten so far, Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky, and apparently a school that's not a directional Kentucky, uh, <laughs> Appalachian State, which was number 23 at the time. Man, they got to go play Northern Kentucky. Get those Norsemen. Is there a Southern there. Kentucky? One second. I'll be right back. Southern Kentucky, just Tennessee. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's skew. Yeah, so, I mean, really, so far, like I said, they're 3-0. and I mean, they pantsed Eastern Kentucky to start the season 59 to nothing. So... And they had some questions going into that game too. Who's the new quarterback going to be? Who like how how are they going to look on offense and defense? Like, and then they won fifty nine to nothing. So they answered all the questions. Uh, and then this past week they beat Western Kentucky. Uh, I think thirty eight to fourteen or so, thirty five to fourteen something yeah. like that. So combined was- score ninety seven to fourteen in those two games is uh pretty pretty good. I think they're kings of Kentucky now. Seems to be. I, I think the the Western Kentucky was like. 38 to 0 at 1.2. So it wasn't even yeah, like they scored 14 close points in the last two of their last three drives. So it could have been garbage time. But yeah, I think the most impressive thing that they've done, because Western Kentucky's looked pretty rough this year. Um, they were expected to take a step forward in conference, but you know, they haven't really looked the part so far this season. But um, yeah, I mean they they hosted App State and just shut them down, beat them 17 to 7. It was a defensive slugfest and that's a really, really impressive win from wherever you sit. I mean, holding App State to seven points and, uh, you know, being able to drive the ball on them at least a few times, that, that's an impressive win. Yeah, but we'll see how Tech faces because a lot of the outsiders are pretty hot on Marshall winning this game. And I, and again, like Evan kind of alluded to, we may be as well on do the we, side. Do we qualify as insiders? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And... We pretend to be insiders. <laughs> I, I have absolutely zero inside information about tech football, so I don't yeah. think I count. But yeah, ESPN FBI gives Marshall an 82.4 chance to win, 82.4% chance to win. Massey gives Marshall a 66% chance to win with a final score prediction of 30 to 23. And Vegas has the Thundering Herd winning by 13. I hmm, I feel like, feels like the a wide optimist margin. says Massey is more correct. Yeah. The pessimist says, mm, yikes. 13, maybe a little too little. Yeah, the, that just yeah, feels I like a wide line, margin. I think that line will probably go more towards Marshall before kickoff. I think that was the initial uh, line that Vegas put out. So 
But once people start betting on it, I mean, I don't once know. The quarterback gets suspended again. <laughs> Speaking of Marshall, yeah. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Vegas. Vegas uh, was scared to put out money on this game because they know we're going to do some messed up stuff to them. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's worth noting the the all time record here is. Marshall leads two to one with their two wins being since tech has joined conference USA and our win coming back in 1942 in Marshall's only other trip to Ruston um, when tech won 26 to zero. So at least we're outscoring them in Ruston right now. Right. And we didn't lose a conference championship at a place in another conference championship game. against. God, what a nightmare. Uh, anyway, it's Marshall's first trip to Rustin in what is that 70 years ish so yeah 78 years um, I guess an, another way to look at it is that Tech has beaten Marshall on every time they've played where I did not go to the game so ah. I won't be going to this game so ah. Tech will win that's a good idea I was not alive in 1942 so you sure let me go uh, consult my birth certificate real quick <laughs> like the bad so, news bears it says I am 14 <laughs> let's, let's take we've got some pretty good stats on Marshall being that they've played three games. What what do we need to know about their offense, right? I mean they're they're winning games, right? But is it an offensive team? Is it a defensive team? Let's let's take a dive into the offense real quick. Yeah. So the first thing to know really is that over the offseason, I think we all felt a little more optimistic about this matchup because it was reported and eventually was more than just reported. It became fact that quarterback Isaiah Graham was transferring out of the program. Yeah, weird was thing. Their version of Jamar, except maybe better, at least statistically, he came in, started as a freshman, I believe, or maybe as a sophomore, and was looking to be their guy for several years. And kind of out of the blue, to at least most of the Conference USA fans, just decided to transfer out, leaving Marshall without a automatic heir to the quarterback throne. But they did have a redshirt freshman, Grant Wells, who came in. And uh, yeah, here's his stat so far. 632 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and completing 61.4% of his passes. Pretty As good. a redshirt freshman? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, you'll, you'll take that. That's for sure. Yeah, but they are a balanced team, though, so you don't have to rely on Wells too much from the quarterback position. They have 223 passing yards per game and 226 rushing yards per game, so that's about as balanced as you can get. But they're also scoring 38 points per game, so that's... They're not just balanced for balanced sake. It's working out yeah. for them. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, the first thing you think of when you think of Marshall's offense is going to be Brendan Knox, the running back. He won the CUSA MVP last season, and he deserved it. I mean, he he had like 13, 1,400 yards on the ground or something like that. And really, so far, I mean, in three games, he's kind of repeating that performance. He's got 330 yards, five touchdowns, and 5.4 yards per carry averaging there so Tech's gonna have their hands full trying to stop him and the Marshall ground attack like you said 226 yards per game on the ground last year though Tech kind of did okay against Knox up there in Huntington he did have a 100 yard game and two touchdowns but they did hold him a little bit below his average at 4.5 yards per carry so Ooh. Uh, yeah I-, I mean not great but it could have been worse I guess yeah, it could have been worse, as usually the feeling after <laughs> some of these games. Could have been worse. <laughs> could have been worse. Yeah, and, and last year, Tech also had to face the Thundering Hearts tight end, Xavier Gaines. And tight ends are usually kind of a ne- matchup nightmare for Tech 
Ooh, Gaines. Gaines is a good – that's a good last name for football. Good name for a guy yeah. who catches passes too. He did all right last year. He had no receptions, but he did have three rushes for 18 yards. So, yeah, for a tight kind of, end. Kind of a weird stat line for, for the tight end. And we were – I remember the preview from last season. We were, like, terrified that he was going to go off against us because he had a really good season last year. But uh, what ended up happening was Obi Obialo – came back from injury and we had we didn't mention him at all in our preview because we had no idea who he was that dude had eight catches for 146 yards and he was only a junior last year so i was scared going into this uh you know making these notes earlier but luckily he transferred to oklahoma so he is no longer on marshall's team and so far for oklahoma he has registered no stats so maybe he made the wrong choice but eh, whatever i mean I would I would say I'd love to have him in Reston, but we have a lot of receivers right now. So yeah, receivers true. aren't the problem. Yeah. <laughs> we just need some time to throw to the receivers. <laughs> Can he block is the question. <laughs> and the Can defense that tech offensive line will be trying to hold back will be the Marshall defense that's only allowing 274 yards per game. Uh, and that's three games that have happened so far, too. 185 passing and 89 rushing yards per game. Ooh, Those are rushing. low numbers. Yeah, that's yeah, not not great if you're yeah. looking to go up against them. And it only gets worse from there. The Thundering Herd are only allowing seven points per game. Yeah, that's concerning. Yeah. That's a touchdown, by the way. Just yeah, one and, and in FBS games, they're still only allowing, what, like 11? So, and 14 of those are, 14 of the points they've allowed are uh, garbage time against Western Kentucky when they were up 38 nothing. So Now, maybe maybe Western Kentucky is awful. I don't know. They they did beat powerhouse Middle Tennessee by three. So. <laughs> Man. Ooh. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, let's talk about this Marshall defense for a second, though. They're led by their senior, Tavante Beckett, who was voted first-team All-Conference USA, has 26 total tackles and a half sack. Um, and when it comes to turnovers, he has one fumble that he has forced and three that he has recovered one of those fumble recoveries going for a touchdown. Pretty yeah, good. that that's, I mean, 26 tackles in three games is pretty decent. I think, you know, Tyler Grubbs probably has more than him in our, or I guess. I think Tyler Grubbs is out of uh, necessity, mostly. Tyler yeah. Grubbs has 42 tackles. God. Wow. <laughs> the next highest is Ezekiel Barnett with 28. Can Tyler Grubbs be my breakout player of the year? <laughs> I think I think we already did that episode, but sure. If <laughs> we go back. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, so, preview recap yeah i mean also if uh if we can get some time to throw this time we got to watch out for marshall's secondary which is pretty decent so far i mean they obviously haven't allowed much over the top seeing that they've their whole defense has allowed 21 points but they've, they've got a few players in the secondary that have passes defense and interceptions uh steven gilmore seems to be the best corner they have with three passes defense and one pick They've also got Derek Pitts and Jaylor uh, McLean Sapp with multiple PBUs as well. So just, you know, to the quarterbacks, watch out for those guys if you can see past the defensive line this game. And also if you listen to this podcast. Yes. Yeah, and on that defensive line, Darius Hodge is really a force to be reckoned with. Two and a half sacks so far this season. and Again, they've only played three games. So that's yeah. not bad. He, uh, he might double that if we're not careful. Oh God! I, I, oh man, what a nightmare! How many sacks did we actually give up last game? I don't even know. Don't tab probably not that. How many, many? How many QB pressures did we give up last game? 
<laughs> how many plays did we run? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was uh, just, one I sack. Just, I could feel no, Luke. Really? Sorry, Desperate. four sacks. Four sacks. Oh, okay. Wrong you side. Were looking at ours. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, one QB hurry. Yeah. Praise four sacks and one QB. Praise um Amal. Uh, praise Amalule had three and a half sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. And four passes not, defended. So I many batted passes, man. Let's, I've let's never not seen talk about that game anymore. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about this one. And the next thing we do is talk about how Tech can win or lose against Marshall. And then how do you think that Tech can do one of those two things? <laughs> well, I guarantee we'll do one or the other. How about that? Um, no ties in college football. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> After last week's game, I mean... I think I said this exact same thing last week to start out my win or lose, but after last week's game, it's pretty easy to see how we can lose, right? The offensive line could suck again. We could still be missing our key players, our two tackles, and then we're going to lose. I don't really care who we're playing. Anybody else on our schedule except ULM, we're going to lose if our offensive line plays like that. That's just a fact. So I also want to note here, though, we haven't played two consecutive good drives on offense since the Houston Baptist game, and we've had a lot of trouble scoring points the last two weeks. So against UTEP and BYU, one team who's pretty bad, we think, and one team that's really good, we think, Tech scored 1.52 points per drive. That's terrible. Yeah, and uh, that's a scary stat to me because Marshall's defense in its two FBS games has only allowed 0.91 points per drive. So that's that's even scarier, right? I mean, our stat is scary because it's so bad, and Marshall's stat is scary because it's so good. So we can easily lose this game by just getting completely shut down by Marshall's defense, right? And this won't be surprising, again, to anybody who watched the last two games, but to win, we're going to need the offensive line to step up. They really have to force, uh, or, or not force, but allow some time to throw the ball and open up some lanes for the running backs. I mean, I said last night that I think uh, that I think Tucker looked like the better back. Turns out he only averaged like 2.6 yards per carry. So I don't know if I was just, you know, confirmation bias or something there. But I mean, Tucker averaged 2.9, but Henderson only averaged 3.6. So it wasn't like a huge difference. Between I think, right. Smoke I mean, had Tucker 16 had, yards per carry. So Yeah, Smoke is the Tucker greatest like we've ever had. So Bigger breakout runs. Yeah. So, I mean, it to me, it all comes down to the offensive line. If they're going to show up and play, and, and if our guys are back from, I don't know if they were COVID positive or contact tracing or if they're injured, I don't know. I, I don't really, you know, I hope they're okay, but I don't really care what the reason is, right? Whoever's playing has to show up and play because the offensive line almost lost us a game to UTEP last night. So I don't really have a lot of confidence, but we'll talk about my prediction later, I guess. Uh I mean, you could basically take Evan's statement and copy and paste it into mine. But, uh, yeah, it's it's all on the uh, the O-line. I mean, if it doesn't matter how well our defense plays. It doesn't matter how well, like, I mean, the defense could ball out and hold Marshall to, you know, 17, 21 points. But if our O-line just, you know, has a night like they did last night, I mean, we won't be, we won't be able to get anything going on offense. And we'll have some weird, goofy game where we either get shut out or only score three points. You know, it's not fun looking at this from the outside right now. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> For my answer, I think it comes down to, uh, I want to use success rate as a stat when I'm talking about this, which again is the percentage of your plays that are successful. Not that they always gain first downs, but they gain enough to give you a position. 
to make a first down. And Marshall's offensive success rate, so on 46.6% of their plays, they pick up enough yardage to, to have that play considered a success. That is the 20th best in the country right now. And they're oh. a defensive heavy team. Their defensive wow. success rate, so what they're allowing, their defensive success rate is 33.5%. They're only allowing a successful play when they're on defense a third of the time. Oof. A lot of times games come down to huge, big plays, the kind of 70 yard passes that we saw UTEP trying to do over and over and over again, that we thought eventually would work. Uh, That's not what is going to decide this game because that's not how either of these offenses or defenses work. It's about making the small plays matter. The offense is going to ticky tack down the field and, and pick up five yards per play, six yards, seven yards, maybe every now and then go over the top. But if they're consistently able to get ahead of the sticks and not reach third and 93 or even third and 22 or third and 10 as often, then they'll have no problem driving down the field. Uh, and on offense, when Tech has the ball, again, yeah, it comes down the offensive line. That's that that's always that's a gimme, especially after what we saw against the minors. Yeah. Point, yeah. But the defense isn't going to allow Greg Gardner to come in in the fourth quarter and, and start chopping up and get six, seven yard gains because the defense is tired because they play every play. Uh, they do the thing Xavier would say they, <laughs> that you don't actually do on an individual <laughs> level. So how Tech can win, how Tech can lose is Tech is able to somehow figure out what their Marshall offense and defense are doing and stop that, and that's how they can win. Because Marshall's both sides of the ball has just been fantastic. And granted, they haven't played a BYU team yet. The best team they've played so far is App State, who was ranked. But, I mean, even App State doesn't look like they deserve to be a tw- top 25 team this year. Um, yeah, I mean, Marshall's schedules outside of App State, I mean, they don't – they had ECU, which got postponed, and then Eastern Kentucky, that's their out-of-conference. So they didn't they didn't go out and schedule – I think a lot of their normal dance partners are in the MAC, and the MAC canceled their season and now came back and are doing conference only. So I think you're right. I mean, we've got to figure them out. But also, maybe App State's not that good, and they just – they haven't been tested yet, and – if our offensive line can block, our offense has been good, right? We moved the ball against BYU when we were able to block them. I don't know what happened and why we stopped being able to block their three-man rush, but once that happened, maybe everybody else on our schedule figured us out is what I'm scared about. Oh, you'd hate to see that happen. Yeah. All right, next up, player to watch. Evan, who should we keep our eyes on in this game? Yeah, actually, I'm going to take a page out of your book here and pick the return specialist. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you were planning to do that this game, but they've got a punt returner named Talik Keaton, and he was named to uh, CUSA's all-conference team as the punt returner in the preseason. But so far, he hasn't really lived up to the hype, and that's what scares me, right? Because uh, I don't know if you guys watched the game last night, but... Uh, we have some trouble on special teams. And Boy, do we. So far, Boy, uh, do we. so far, Keaton has returned 11 punts for a total of 91 yards. Uh, last year, he did have one return for a touchdown. But if I'm watching, if I'm him and I'm watching the tape from last week, I'm just like going up to every player on defense and saying, force punts, I will get us four touchdowns. Just do it, you know? And that's, yeah, that's scary. I don't like going up against a good punt returner or a good any special teams player with the special teams that I've seen from Tech so far this year. Yeah, well, I'm going to take a page out of your book this time, and I'm going to pick the leading tackler. Who <laughs> you already had in the notes earlier to talk about a little bit, and that's Devontae Beckett. And really the reason why I want to talk about him is that three fumble recoveries, because Marshall right now 
Turnovers are such a huge part of their game. Right now, of Tech opponents, they've forced the most turnovers and they have avoided on offense the most turnovers. On either, so on either side of the ball, Marshall, of all the opponents Tech will face this year, is the best at turnovers. I think they're third in the country in turnover margin right now. Uh, it's something like that. I was trying to find that before I started talking. But he's a player to watch only because, well, he's a player to watch because he'll be tackling a lot of guys. But if for no other reason, then watch and make sure he doesn't come away yeah, with the football. Yeah, all the two arms if, if he's coming to tackle you. Just yeah. get in there real real tight. And granted, he only forced one of those fumbles. But uh, don't let him get on top of a dog pile either, or he may magically find the ball in his hands. So yeah. Devontae Beckett is my player. Uh, Josh, you have anybody? Uh, I mean, about? I got to go with the obvious of uh, Brendan Knox. I mean, I feel like we're rehashing old points from last year with this, but I mean... Yeah, I was just looking at their stats. He averaged 7.1 yards per carry against Western Kentucky Ooh. yesterday. That's that's real good. I, I mean, it's not, it'll be time to see if our D line is actually you know got any merit to them if they can you know block the running lanes and hold that interior line. It's if he's having a good day, then Tech is having some problems. And that's about as simple as it gets. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One final thing to do before we wrap up our coverage, and that's to make a final prediction along with our closing thoughts. Evan, how do you see this game going? Ooh, man. I mean, it's hard to pick Tech to win after the last two weeks that we've seen. I mean, obviously, we just won last night, and that was our eighth straight win at home. And Marshall hasn't been to Ruston since World War II, so maybe I could talk myself into it here. Uh, if Tech can get something that at least resembles an actually functioning offensive line, I think we have a real shot. Um, unfortunately... On Sunday night when we're recording this, and probably on Tuesday when you're listening to this or whenever, we won't know if we're going to have our two starting tackles back uh, because we don't know why they were out and things are kind of iffy on in terms of reporting injuries and whatnot and COVID stuff. So I have no idea. And if, if our if our offensive line, like I said, we're not beating anybody else but ULM, and that, that'll mm-hmm. be a bigger fight than it should be if our offensive line plays like that again in any game. So, um, but with that being said, the defense had a phenomenal game against UTEP and really won the game. I don't think we talked about that enough last night that they really shut down a rushing attack that is usually pretty good. And UTEP, like you said last week, Nathan, they, they like to run the ball in like 60% of their plays. And we really took that away from them last night and they couldn't do it. So Brendan Knox is, of course, better than any of the running backs on UTEP's roster, but that doesn't mean that the defense can't have a decent night against the run. Ultimately, though, that uncertainty about the offensive line is too scary, and as of now, i got to say we're going to lose, and I'll say uh, 27 to 15. All right, Josh, what do you think? Man, I – hmm, hmm. Let's see. How, how do I phrase this, like, nicely? I'm leaning more into the pessimist angle, and I think it's going to be another nightmare. I think, I think even with like, even if we get everyone back on O line, I don't think it'll go as well as we hope it will with everyone back on our O line that we are normally used to having. And I feel like the defense will play as well as they can, and you know they'll they'll do what they can to contain Knox in the rushing attack, and you know hopefully not allow too many big plays like they uh, seem to do against UTEP. But with the special teams kerfuffle that we have and just the offense, won't, I just don't see them clicking and getting it all together. If they couldn't get it all together against UTEP, even with you know a hampered O-line, I don't think having all those pieces back will make it much better against Marshall, who is looking to be you know 
one of the best teams in Conference USA right now. I think it'll be a God, I hate to bring this up. It'll be kind of similar to that UAB game from two years ago where we may not break double digits. Uh, I think it might be a loss similar to like, man, like 31 to 10. It, it, it could, I'm thinking it might be real ugly. So the weekend. exact score from last year. Nice. Oh, is that really? Oh, I didn't even look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Screw it. Book it. 31 to 10. We're going to be real sad come Saturday night. Hey, y'all are wrong. Tech is going to win this game. Oh, I love to hear tell it. Me, tell yes. me more. I subscribe to this. Yes. I am interested in hearing. Do you have a newsletter? Let, yeah, let's so talk about Marshall on offense for a give second. Give me your pamphlet, sir. I, I will gladly subscribe to whatever you're preaching here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, get out in the town square real quick. Let's ring a bell, get everyone out here, and let's talk. Let's talk some real stuff. All right. Let's talk about Marshall offense. They're led, of course, Brandon Knox. We've talked about this. He's a good running back. He's what their team runs through. We stopped him last year. Our defense is a lot different than it was last year, but we've proven we can stop the run. He's going to have a decent night. He's going to, he'll be the only part of the Marshall offense that looks good, but we'll ooh, stop him ooh, enough spicy. that the offense will spore, score enough points to win the game. Let's talk about the quarterback, Grant Wells. So he flew off the handle against Eastern Kentucky on the first week of the season, throwing for 307 yards. But in his last two games, he's thrown for under 165. If Tech can stop the run at all and keep uh, the one guy from moving the ball down the field, then I'm not worried about Marshall scoring too many points, at least not enough points to make the game unattainable. All right, deep breaths. All right, let's move over to the... I like when this. Tech this has spicy. The ball. This is spicy. Keep going. On offensive line, Tech was losing, what, five or six offensive linemen due to contact tracing, COVID, whatever. Who knows how many of those will get back, but even the ones that we don't have coming back, the guys that we have now have a game of starting experience underneath them. They're playing a Marshall defense that is good <laughs> like that's to say that that tech can just run all over that thundering herd would be insane but it's it's not like we can't put up points and we put up points against good defenses early in the year not great defenses but even against BYU we had some success when we knew what we were doing and we had a line that could block before they realized the Cougars did how to get around that so that's not as big of a concern to me so I mean I think this game is close we thought this last game was going to be a high-scoring affair that ended up being 21-17. to 17. This one, I guess, is also probably in that low 20s or high teens kind of figures for this. Um, but one more thing before giving the score is that I think UTEP was our baffling conference loss for the year, and we won the game. We played that game as bad as poorly as we could. We should have lost that game by the way it went at the end. Ooh, interesting. So we won our baffling conference loss, so we're invincible. We're beating the Thundering Herd. My final score prediction... Ooh. 2817. Oh, I, I, I love it. Wow. I love this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I, I like what you had to say. And like I said earlier in this session, right? We, we do this, right? We, we have a dud. We beat Grambling 20 to 14, and then we rattled off eight wins after that. So, I mean, it happens. Uh, and it's happening Saturday. I hope so. Um, and look it. I mean, if, if if we're able to pull this one out, I mean, we're invincible. I'm still scared about the not scared, but I, I'll still be interested in the Tech UTSA game the following week. To and that may be what decides the Western Division if we're able to pull that one off. So, and uh, don't forget we still have Rice on the schedule technically. Yeah, we'll see. I think they're trying to play, but yeah. Anyway, um, wow. Save the best for last, I guess. (laughs) There's a reason I let Josh get second. I I, I subscribe to this newsletter. I'm interested to hear more. Um, I don't even remember what I said now. (laughs) I'm fully bought in now. Tech's going to win. Yeah. 
Nathan, you want me to drink any Kool-Aid or anything, man? Or <laughs> No, I got you earlier. I already got you drinking it. Yeah, one thing to do before we wrap up while we're on this high note, let's do our Tweet of the Week. This week's Tweet of the Week goes to at LaTeX Sports Report, who usually provides us with a lot of great information about the, the stats of what's going on, some advanced uh, stat stuff that I really appreciate. But this week we're giving it to them because uh, they bought our mask online. You can buy the Tweet of the Week now, apparently. The Tweet of the Week is at LaTeX Sports Report saying, repping an official at GoTech Please Don't Die Mask and enjoying our pregame staff meal at Flying Burger. And then the rest, I think it's just an ad for Flying Burger, but two of our interns had celiac disease and this place takes good care of their food allergy. Plus nothing beats Unlimited Ranch. Looking forward to a perfect <laughs> night for tech football. It wasn't a perfect night, but it was good enough. And I choose to believe it was because you wore our mask to the game. Yes. But yeah, you can buy one of those masks that he had. And the whole reason why he was mentioned on the show this week at gtpdd.redbubble.com. We'll also have a link on Twitter because yeah, you need to be wearing a mask if you go to the game and you won't, you probably won't have them shipped to you in time for the next tech home game, but it may be a good idea to go ahead and grab one of these and help support us. Hey, I think I'm going to do that. Free. I'll buy one right now. How about that, Nathan? That sounds great. <laughs> this is right, you go through the checkout process. Woo! Go ahead, click submit. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're good at this. We are great at it. Professional that, podcasters. And on that sell outy note, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T E I E. Or head to our blog where we have previews and recaps and the GoTech Wisdom Die contest. That's at gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I am four-time NBA champion, four-time NBA Finals MVP, LeBron James, the Wait, GOAT. Weren't you busy, LeBron? Why are you on our podcast right now? The GOAT. That's how good he is. He can... Co-host a podcast and win a finals at the same time. He's just playing the NBA finals with freaking Apple headphones in his ears, like talking on Discord about tech I football. wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> Go tech. Please don't die. It was uh, Donovan Campbell and uh, and Ant- Anton Lewis is the other. So Nathan, if you want to, you want to copy me saying Anton Lewis and paste it back in earlier in the episode. <laughs> Just dub it over. <laughs> Just Anton Lewis.